Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ninth, yep, count it, ninth episode of Collegeville Conversation. I'm your host, Jason Phelan. Now, just recently, the World Series has begun, and I brought a couple of guests to talk about it with me. Here we have Kyle O'Keefe. How you guys doing? Kyle Newman. How's it going, guys? And Noah Blasco. What's up, everyone? Now, these guys are all also sports super fans, especially baseball. Guys, what do we think about this World Series so far? Uh, well, last one, the last night, Kershaw threw a gem of game. Uh, tonight, I think Blake Snell is going to even up the series, though. I think he's going to go at least six innings strong, maybe tops four hits, and maybe one run, if that. Kyle, your thoughts? Newman? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Newman. Oh, um, yeah, like he said, uh, Kershaw pitched the ball really well last night, um, all the memes about him not being a good postseason pitcher went out the window. Um, if he can do that again later down the line, that's going to make the Dodgers a really much a favorite in the series. But like you said, I think Snellzilla is going to come out and throw a gem tonight to even the series at one. Kyle Key? You know, game one was a really good game. Uh, I thought, like, like the other guy said, Kershaw pitched really well. Uh, I've always said Clayton Kershaw is like a paint manning of of football, of baseball. He's a great regular season pitcher, but because of postseason, he doesn't really shine. But last night he shined. Um, and for Tampa, really, I thought they left Tyler Glass now in there way too long. He threw 111 pitches in five and a third. Um, I did not like the decision all by Kevin Cash. But game two tonight, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I do expect they're ready to win tonight, but I think Dodgers are going to pull it out. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be the, the year the Dodgers finally – get over the hump and win the first their first World Series since 88. I think this is the team to do it. They have no excuse. They have too much talent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the Dodgers may be either five or six games. But uh, real quick, I just wanted to talk about the Dodgers lineup tonight and how little experience they have against Blake Snell. <clears throat> In their career, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, and Will Smith have not faced Seager or have faced have not faced Blake Snell. The other people in the lineup have faced him a total of twenty eight times total, and twenty three of those come from Mookie Betts, who is batting three oh four against Blake Snell. And Betts, as we saw from this year, is doing incredible versus right handed pitchers, but he is very much struggling against the lefty, so we'll have to see how that plays out tonight. I have to agree. Yeah, uh, for as good as the Dodgers were the last three or four years, Mookie just puts them way over the top. Um, Arguably could win MVP this year. Um, Definitely going to be a big help for the Dodgers in this seven-game series. Yeah, I think uh, no outline. The the Dodgers don't have much very experience facing Blake Snell, really. And as a whole, we're talking about Tampa Bay, they really don't have a lot of postseason really experienced baseball besides – Many of the guys, their first postseason appearance is this year. So you have to really give the Tampa Bay roster as a whole props uh, how far they made it this far with very little experience. And I think you know Noah said it. You, it's going to be a whole. It's a different a different beast when you face Blake Snell with these Dodgers that they're going to have to uh, head up head up against. I made a prediction. I agree. I made a prediction at the beginning of the season that. I would. I was thinking Kevin Cash would win. Would win Manager of the Year, or definitely at least be a contender for it. Um, I, I knew I. I had the Rays going far in the postseason, but 
I honestly didn't have them going to the World Series because I, as well as many people, thought maybe the, the Yankees would based off their acquisition of Garrett Cole and the fact that he fills a hole in their starting pitching. And, you know, just once again, they, they couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, everybody thought that with the addition of Garrett Cole, he was going to come out firing like the same Astros pitcher he was last year. Obviously, you didn't see that in the postseason. But um, I think the Rays definitely take tonight. Uh, I want to say tonight they're going to win probably 5-2. Is what I'm going with for tonight. 5-2. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would think around there. Do you guys have thoughts? Yeah, um, hey, oh, sorry, I got a new one. You're good. Um, I'm going to say Rays win 4-2 or 4-3. I'll say 4-3. Who the Dodgers pitching on? Are they pitching an opener? Goslin. They, yeah, Goslin. Okay, so probably, I think it's going to be a close game. I think maybe 6-4. 6-4 game, probably. Uh, 6-3, Tampa. Blake Snell, probably a his six innings, like Noah said, and they're going to go go to the eight plus bullpen. Snell has to come up big tonight. This is any obviously any game in the World Series is a must win game, but they can't fall two and zero to this Dodgers team. Yeah, obviously, if Bellinger gets hot tonight, then who knows where the series is going to go after homering in his past two games? Very big home runs, by the way. It's going to be hard for the. Rays to catch up if they if the Dodgers do in fact go up two nothing tonight. Yeah, I was saying just like you know echoing what off Noah Noah said. You know, we, in, in sports in recent years we've seen a lot of comebacks, right? I mean, we almost saw Houston almost came back against Tampa, and we just saw the Dodgers come back against the Braves three uh, one. Listen, anything can happen in sports. We've all seen it. But being down 2-0 is definitely different, uh, especially in postseason baseball like this Dodgers team has. They have a lot of, a lot of experience, right? And if you're down 2-0 to this Dodgers team and if you get Clayton Kershaw, the same Clayton Kershaw he's been, you better watch out because you got to figure Kershaw, if he pitches tonight, he's probably going to pitch either game four or five, depending on how the series goes. Um, but, yeah, I think Tampa, it's a must-win tonight for them. They don't, They really haven't really been down – in this postseason, down at all 2-0 to anybody. So that's going to be a whole different territory of, of water for that. They are down 2 nothing to the Dodgers because the Dodgers, they know that this is their best chance to win the World Series, and they got to try and capitalize, it on, capitalize on it now. Yes. Yeah, well, absolutely. If uh, 2-0, they say 3-0 series is over. I think now if you're down 2-0, there's a good chance you – probably aren't going to come back, especially if if it's the Dodgers on the winning end of that. That team, just unstoppable. Um, Gonsolin, really been solid for them all year long. Uh, I think he's going to pitch well again tonight, but again, Blake Snell on the other end will be interesting. I agree, I agree. Um, <clears throat> now, last time the Rays were in the World Series, they lost to the Phillies in 2008. Got love to see it, love to see it. Um, now, how how much different is this Rays team, would you say, compared to the Rays team in 2008? Because in 2008, they had a young rookie, Evan Longoria, 
wasn't really experienced. Um, this this team, I think, is more pitching-oriented than with their lineup, I would say. Uh, yeah, well, this lineup is a completely different lineup. Um, maybe, I think, maybe Austin Meadows and G-Man Choi are the only two starters right now that have playoff experience for the Rays in the past. Um, so that's definitely going to be different. Definitely, uh, Pitching is definitely their main strength this year in the postseason with guys like Nick Anderson, Glasnow, who we saw last night, Snell, even Charlie Morton, who, as we know, in the postseason is a dominant, dominant pitcher. But, um, yeah, with a young core, going down 2-0 could be detrimental uh, because, as we've seen in the past, teams that are teams that go up two games to nothing are 73-14 and 14 in a seven-game series. So if the Dodgers win tonight, I do not like the Rays' odds of coming back. I agree. Yeah, like um, the Rays' lineup is full of young guns. Um, back then it was Evan Longoria, David Price, uh, BJ Upton, a whole bunch of names. Now they got Willie Adams, Mike Brasso, Kevin Kiermeyer, Austin Meadows. Uh, be very they are very much a team that relies on young talent, especially because Kevin Cash is the youngest manager in baseball since Ozzie Guillen back in 05 to go to the World Series. Um, that team is just unbelievable how much young talent they produce. Uh, this year, I think they're going to be scary. I think there's more. I think in 2008 there was more star. I think, you know, I think 2008 they had more star power. I think Tampa right now they have a lot of like good solid B plus, you know, players. When you look back in 2008, Ross, like the other guys said, they had Evan Longoria. Yes, he was still young, but he was was a solid A prospect back then. You had David Price, who was a really he was David Price. You've always said that was his prime. Then you had you know. Uh, BJ Upton also was in his prime. James Shields was was in his prime. So these guys, this team doesn't eight. They these guys were already in their prime. A lot of people didn't really expect Tampa to be in the World Series this year. A lot of people thought it'd be my New York Yankees, like Jason said in the beginning of beginning of the podcast. Um, so I think this team's just younger, and I think we all thought you know this team was one year. We all thought the Rays maybe next year would be in the World Series. Uh, but again, this is a young young team that's hungry. And that they're excited to win. That's the big difference, I think, between the 2018 and 2020, uh, 2020 team for Tampa. I, I have to those, – those are all great points. I have to agree with them. Now, I have another question I think we should talk about. Um, what would – where would a ring for Clayton Kershaw place him on the all-time pitchers list? It, you would have to think he would be a top 20 pitcher of all time if he's not already. He's already up there in top 20. Would you say top 15? Would you say top 10? He's probably top 15, top 10 right now. But what would he, a ring do for his legacy? If he, if he was, a, I'd have him probably at like number, just roughly think in my head, probably 12. Roughly, I think in my head right now, I think he is. I think if he gets a ring, I think he's probably up there in top 10. I, listen, he's, Probably the best pitcher we've seen in a, probably all of our lifetimes. Probably in my, at least in my, I think he's the best pitcher we've seen in my lifetime. I think. Listen, he's a great pitcher. I think he's one of the best pitchers of all time. Um, he the numbers show at least in the regular season. Yes, he's had his bloopers and 
the post postseason. But as I just said, right, he's a great player, great pitcher. I think he's probably top ten if he if he gets at least one ring. Three time Cy Young Award winner. Um, just imagine if, imagine if the Dodgers didn't choke in the last two World Series. That would give him potentially three rings. Now, would you say he would be a better pitcher? If that were the case, would you say he would be, hot takeler, a better pitcher in franchise history than Sandy Koufax? Oh, no. Sandy Koufax, he only played 12 years because he had the elbow problems. But um, him and Don Drysdale were just unbelievable, unhittable. Um, Kershaw definitely could go. Uh, Don Sutton, too. Uh, Kershaw could wind up there someday. But right now, I think he needs to win that ring. Um, and then we can start talking about that. But he's definitely on the right track. Right. There's definitely a case for a Clayton Kershaw being top 10 uh, all-time starting pitchers. Because if you look at just some of the hard way he's earned in his career, as Jason said, three times Cy Young, He's only one of 16 players to win the NL Pitching Triple Crown, uh, which is wins, strikeouts, and ERA. He's only one of two pitchers to win the MLB ERA four times uh, consecutively, and he's only one of 10 pitchers to win the NL MVP award. So there's definitely a spot for him on that top 10 list. A ring would definitely help maybe put him in the top seven or top eight. Definitely. As he's never had it. He's only ever only had two seasons where he's been above a two point nine ERA. In his rookie year, his ERA was four point two six, and in two thousand nineteen, his ERA was a three point zero three. He's had one, two. He's had four different times. He's had an ERA in the ones. You know, I think a ring definitely helps him in the top ten if he's not there already. I probably have him at eleven or twelve. Eleven and twelve. He's definitely in the Dodgers' all-time rotation, definitely. Koufax would be Koufax is the ace. Um, Would you put him above Don Drysdale as a number two starter all-time for the Dodgers? I I think I would. I think as of now, yes. A ring solidifies that he's the number two, yes. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think you could make a cause. You could make a case for either way, two or three. Um. Now, just do we have any more thoughts about the the World Series or the season overall? Uh, it was definitely a really interesting year um, with what's been happening in the last six seven months. Um, Major League Baseball they um, did a good job with getting restarted and um, ensuring the safety of their players and the fans at home. Um, I'd like to see what they'll do next year in the wake of the pandemic um, with the collective bargaining agreement expiring after next year. I think it'll be interesting to see the changes that get made to the next uh, CBA because of what happened uh, in this one. Now that's, that CBA could include a designated hitter for both national and American League. It should happen. It, that, that should happen. It shouldn't. Sh- who said it shouldn't? I did. Why? I just I don't know. Pitchers, yeah, they're they're paid to pitch, but I mean, part of baseball is you got to hit too. 
Plus, if you leave it in just the American League, it provides that distinction where if you play in an American League park, the National League team has to adjust. And if you play in a National League park, the American League team has to adjust their lineup. Ryan Howard's right now in his prime with the Phillies. Okay, Reese Hoskins is going to start first. Would you rather see Aaron Nola hit or would you rather see Ryan, Ryan Howard hit? Oh, I mean, there's no comparison. Absolutely. That, 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 that is a comparison, though. You, you have to – I'd rather see a hitter pitch – hitter hit than a pitcher. I think yeah. that – I think that the designated hitter in the National League would extend Ryan Howard's career by at least five years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would extend. We even could look at people like Justin Bohr, who moved overseas to uh, because his time was limited, as he saw, because he already went through half the – or some of the AL teams, figured he wasn't going to get re-signed by the Angels, and went over to play in Japan because he thought, well, if the NL doesn't do the – uh, all DH, then I don't know where I'm going to go. So if the NL does that, maybe he comes back, has a turnaround year, and he's back. Speaking of overseas, did you guys know that Ichiro nearly played 30 years of professional baseball? Like yeah. His career was, professional career was almost 30 years. That's insane. Unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best, one of the best players of, all, of you know, in the world in baseball. Yeah. So who do you guys have the, have as the NL MVP right now? There's definitely some uh, compa- so there's definitely some choices out there. I think right now mine is Freddie Freeman. You know I have to go with Freeman too. Like he he beats Tatis in most most categories. You know, Tatis has he's got batting average on him, doesn't he? Last time I checked, I think so. I think he's batting average. Yeah, that's it. Though. I think everything else is. <laughs> Everything else is pretty close. No, Freeman's yeah. got him in batting average. Freeman's oh, batting three forty-one. He's the third highest in the league, hmm. behind Soto and DJ LeMahieu, or DJ LeMahieu first, and then Juan Soto. So yeah, it's pretty. I mean, cool. yeah, it's I mean, pretty close. Freddie Freeman's got to be the guy. I, I would go with him. Freddie, I think Freddie Freeman Tatis Jr. But I think Freeman should get it. I think Tatis Jr. is just is gonna get it just because he's him. He's more marketable. But yeah, I think it should go to Freeman. Tatis Jr. is like, sorry, Kyle, were you about to say something? No. Yeah, uh, real quick, I was going to say, my heart wants to say Tatis, but I think the fact that the Padres left a little bit on the table near the end of the season means Freeman's going to get it. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I think uh, I think Tatis is like the Luka Doncic of the MLB. Yeah, it's a the good new, new, new talent, very good. I think the only reason they could give it to Tatis is uh, the home run tally because he did beat Freeman in that uh, category. But in hits and average, uh, Freeman has Tatis beat. So it will be interesting to see how they vote. And then I think out of the AL, I think Shane Bieber wins both Cy Young and AL MVP. He's definitely got Cy Young locked up. Absolutely. No. Who do we think wins National League Rookie of the Year? Because there wasn't really one standout guy like there had been in years past. There was a bunch that could easily make a case. You know, I have a list right here of all my predictions before the season. Um, My awards predictions were before the season, AL MVP, I thought Trout was going to win it again. Uh, NL, I had Acuna Jr., uh, Cy Young for the AL, I thought Garrett Cole was going to win. Um, for the NL, I thought DeGrom was going to take it. 
And for rookie for rookie of the year, I thought for the AL Wander Franco, and uh, for the NL Mackenzie Gore. I I was wrong. I mean, those are good. That's a good preseason. Yeah, you know, preseason before you know picks prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my one one of my picks that I uh, missed horribly on was I thought George, Joe Girardi was going to win NL Manager of the Year. Well, yeah, at the beginning of the season, it wasn't a uh, bad shout. It wasn't, yeah. but... But, uh, AL Rookie of the Year? Um, is Teoscar Hernandez a rookie or no? No, he's been no. out for four years. Okay. He was going to be... I, I forgot if he was a rookie or not. Do we think Albert Baum wins Rookie of the Year? I think he has a case. I think yeah, he's got he, a good he chance. He definitely has a case. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going with uh, Kyle Lewis from the Mariners for AL Rookie of the Year. Mm. That's a good one, too. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. I like that. Kyle Lewis. You, you got a few. You got um, Luis Robert from the White Sox. You got Kyle Lewis. And I don't know if uh, Joe Adele played enough games to be eligible for Rookie of the Year. So he might. we might see him next season. One thing's for sure, there was definitely no shortage of rookie talent this year. Oh, no. It's one of the oh. best classes in, uh, of rookies since 2018, I believe. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. very high ceiling with a lot of these rookies, like Booby Bob, Kyle Lewis, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, the offseason, you know, the number one priority I want to see the Phillies do is obviously re-sign JT because we let go a stud a stud prospect in Sixto Sanchez in hindsight now. Um, and it would just, it would, I don't know why they haven't even made an attempt to re-sign him already. Like another team like the Mets is probably just going to throw a, a lot of money at him and he's probably going to take it. <clears throat> I think the Phillies will get him back. Uh, the Phillies, they have a big off season, right? I mean, they need to, they need, they need to get, sorry about that. They need to get JT re-signed. You got to re-sign Didi Agorius. You got to get those two things done. You got to find some bullpen arms for that bullpen, and you got to find some starting pitching because the pitching was just horrendous this year for the Phillies. Jake Arrieta was awful. He was just a name. Really, only really pitcher they had was really Aaron Noah, and everyone else was, would just come in and just blow the games uh, for the for the Phillies. So they they got to do those. If they can do those three things, you know, find more pitching, sign DJ, uh, not DJ, DD Agorius and JT Marimuto, the Phillies can be right up there back in the top of the NL, trying to, get, trying to go fight again for a World Series. Man, I'm so happy that Jake Arrieta is an unrestricted free agent. I hope, we so just let, I hope we just let him walk. Yeah, I can't see them bringing him back. He is just... He's, we, he's, he's a joke. He's a joke. We really he's thought, past his prime. Yeah, we thought we were getting Saw Young Jake Arrieta. Yeah, no. Well, how old is he now? He's, what, 34? He's getting older, yeah. 34, 35? Around there. You know, I did forget. Brendan McKay also uh, made a case for rookie of the year in the AL, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, Carter Keeboom wins it from the Nationals. Or, yeah, and Gavin Lux is considered a rookie still, too. So there's definitely a lot of potential for rookie of the year candidates. Newman, you look like you got a lot of thoughts on this. 
Um, yeah, about the Phillies offseason, I think this is going to be one that is the make-or-break point for their rebuild. Um, they have made playoffs since, what, like 2011? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be the year where if they don't win, they're going to say, we got to tear it down again and start over. Or if they make it in the playoffs, it's going to be the year where they keep pushing towards that goal of getting another ring for Philly. Um, I think the big priorities this offseason should be, one, resigning JT. Um, two, get bullpen help. That's going to be the big thing because that was their Achilles heel all season long. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if they can re-sign DD for cheap because he had a bit of a down year. Um, the the market might be a little slow this offseason. It was still reeling from the pandemic. Uh, guys might be hesitant to sign because they're going to have to move to a new place. Um, and that's going to have a whole other level to the, of what they have to consider. Um, I think he's going to find the market's going to be really slow and not, not many teams are going to want to sign players because of all the revenue they lost. I think they might be able to get him for less than what they signed him for this year. I would, I would have to agree. Um, you know, of course, like you said, uh, with the pandemic and the fact that there was not a lot of attendance up until now in stadiums, that teams lost a lot of revenue, and that's going to take a that's going to take a big hit on not just the the MLB, but every single league's salary cap. And um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they can do this financially. Yeah, I I think this offseason going to be a slow offseason. I think a lot of teams are not going to sign many big star players uh, just because of how much revenue. Um, Team, these teams lost and Major League Baseball lost as a whole due to the pandemic of not getting the um, you know ticket sales money. I think I saw somewhere. I think they got to you, Jason. I think you shared on on social media, LinkedIn, that for for there was a strike stretch of time was the sports industry lose losing ninety three thousand dollars per minute. So I mean, I think this is going to be a slow off season. I feel bad for any free agent going into free agency right now, but it's yeah, it's going to be a slow off season for sure. I appreciate you referencing my article, Kyle. You're welcome. Of course, anything for you. I think one of the uh, biggest teams to get hit by the free agent market is the Mets. Mets are losing upwards to 10 to 15 players, while the Phillies have to work out maybe eight deals unless, well, obviously the big two, like you guys said, were Didi and Rio Muto. While there's Brandon Workman, who who knows if they're going to sign him back, Jose Alvarez. But the Mets are losing... Patanzas, Patanzas, who is a player option, Cespedes, uh, Robinson Trinos, and just some other big names there. Stroman, who knows where Stroman going to end up? He had a bit of a down year. Who knows what's going to happen with Marcus Stroman? I wouldn't mind him in Philly. Take him on a prove-it deal. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be a nice little uh, sight for him to be. He's going worse than anything they had now. This past year. I could also see them making a run at Sean Doolittle, too, if the Nationals do not sign him back. That wouldn't be bad yeah. for them. Um, there are definitely some good relievers on the market for the Phillies. Yeah, there's no excuse for them to not at least go out and get a few. I was going to say one, but no, they need a, a few. They need a whole bullpen. 
Yeah. Uh, the Phillies definitely do need some bullpen help. Like, I would think it would have you outlined. Uh, we've seen it now, right? I mean, the Rays, why are they in the World Series? They have a great bullpen. Houston, when they won the World Series in 2017, besides them cheating, they had a great bullpen. The Red Sox, they had a, they had a great bullpen. You have to have... You have to have a good pitching, right? In football, it's defense wins championships. In pitching, in baseball, you're pitching your bullpen. Really, that's like defense, same thing. Defense wins championships, right? And I think teams are finally starting to realize that, look, we need to have good pitching. Yes, home runs are great for the regular season, but home runs come off when pitchers, you know, when pitchers throw a mistake. And when it gets to the postseason, guys, pitchers don't throw many mistakes, they are all every more pitch, every little pitch counts. So I think that's why a lot of teams are going to put more emphasis on the pitching. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, it's there's a lot of teams throughout history that had great, great lineups, but mm-hmm. it's just they they didn't have the pitching to get the job done. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have the pitching. The pitching is you got to have good pitching. Um, you you need I think just especially with this every era of baseball has been different right I mean when Sandy we talked about Sandy Koufax earlier right when he he would just go out there and pitch 120 pitches a day then pitch three days later now in the now we're seeing these pitchers only throw like Kershaw only threw 78 pitches because of the analytics so pitchers pitching is becoming more of a need in baseball kind of like how football wide receivers are now becoming more of a need. Uh, having good explosive plays in baseball, you have to have you have, you gotta have a good bullpen. Otherwise, you're not gonna make it. That's right. I want to get your guys' opinion on something. Your top five shortstops in the major leagues right now. Who would it be? Right now. Right now. Right now. Because I have I have a point to this. If uh, you guys do not have this one person in there right now. Uh, man, right now, I would yeah. say Correa's got it. I would say Correa's probably in that list. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> I would say Corey Seager's probably in that list. I would say Lindor, Trevor Story, and Fernando Tedez Jr. That would probably be my top five people, those five. Is that in like that's is that in like order. any is that in like any order or that's just that's just any order. I, I would have to really think hard about uh an order, but I definitely think that's the top five. I and I'm a big Trevor I know Noah's a big Trevor Story guy. I am a big I, I like Trevor Story's game a lot. I like his game too. Yeah. Yeah, well, which brings up my point. Uh where do you think Anderson Simmons is now a free agent? Where could you see as a potential signing spot for him? He's got a cannon. He has. A he's game. great on the field. He's That's a highlight a game. He's probably the best defensive shortstop, if not, he's top three defensive shortstops in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just says his bash is not as good. But he definitely has a top. He definitely has a great glove. Where can I see him going? Yeah. Because if the Phillies do not sign Didi back, I could see the. Philly's making a push for Simmons and bringing him to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. I could. Um, I think if they don't re-sign Didi, they're gonna just find a guy to fill a spot for a few years until Bryson Stott 
is ready to come up, which could be um, like a Phil Gosselin or someone like that. Just a guy to fill a spot until they get someone else. Phil Gosselin, the Malvern prep product. Yeah. I think teams need shortstop. I think the Brewers, they need a shortstop. Probably, I think it's one team is a possibility that can use somebody. Um, I'm trying to think, maybe the, maybe, maybe the Marlins. The Mar- Mar- I don't know if Marlins have a nice have a shortstop a lot. I fear I fear they did, but I think the Brewers. I know the Brewers need one. Uh, I think he's definitely going to have a market though. I think Philly could be another possibility too if they don't sign back Didi. But I think that Didi is going to be cheaper. I think. It all depends on the price that Didi wants per year, though. Yeah, that's true. Maybe another team needs a shortstop. I know, like, some of the bad teams, they need shortstops. I mean, the Pirates, they need a shortstop. The Orioles, they need a shortstop. The Orioles, uh, Jose Iglesias is a free agent also this year. Yeah. So if they don't decide to go with him, Simmons could be going there, too. Yeah. It is definitely going to be one of the most interesting off-seasons we've ever seen in the major leagues. I agree. Um, do you think Didi's going to want more or less to come back to the Phillies? He's more. Definitely. He's going to want more. He had a pretty good year this year, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, he batted, what was he? I mean, I'm trying to think, this year he batted, what, 284? I mean, he had 284, ton of home runs, 40 RBIs. He had a good year. I think he, I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's 30. He's mm-hmm. slowly getting out of his prime. Uh, he he made, what, $12 million this year, was it? Right? I think so, around there. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's gonna want more. He's gonna want more money than twelve million, I think. Is he gonna get it? I'm not really sure. I don't think so. Um. Also, Harper and Harper and Real Muto, they had they both had really hot starts to the year. They would have easily have been all stars if there was an all star game this year. Um. It's, I think Harper has been living up to his contract a little bit, like. He's giving. He's putting. He's putting up the on pace thirty home run, hundred RBI seasons. Plus he, he does hustle on the base pass. Um, he's basically giving you everything you could ask for from him. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, like we said, if the NL does adopt the DH, uh, he could be the Phillies DH in the future. Or um, I'm. You could even see him ending up at first base at some point as he gets older. Just as his legs start to wear down. Um, would need to work on the glove a little bit to play first base, but I see no reason he couldn't become that kind of guy. Yeah, probably like the seven or eight-year mark of his contract. I could see that's when they might start moving him around. As long as his swing is still the swing that he has and it doesn't switch up. Because mm-hmm. obviously, if... God forbid there's an injury that happens like Ryan Howard where he is no longer able to like use his lower body. That could change how they play him as a whole. I agree. Um man, Ryan Howard's injury just killed me because he was my he was my favorite player growing up. Um but you know, at the time that contract was well deserved. Oh, of course. But I tell you, Ryan Howard could have been a Hall of Famer. What he finished with like three hundred and eighty career home runs. Yep. And, yeah, I think something like that. He really could have been a Hall of Famer. He didn't have that injury. Oh, he'd have been probably four fifty, somewhere close to there. Five hundred, yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I thought you will not need a nicer human being than Ryan Howard. Um, such a nice guy. Yeah. 
I think um, I think it's going to be interesting what the Phillies do when Bryson Stock comes up, like how they structure things with the field. Like Kyle, you said, if there was an NLDH, Bryce Harper would likely be it for the Phillies. And Or, yeah, like you said, he could play first base, but I could see them playing Bohm at first, play, first base too, like they have before. I think Bryce Harper's probably going to probably more towards lean to the DH. I'll tell you right now, I think the DH is going to probably happen in the 2021 season or the 2022 season across all of the major, across all the major league, um, across all the major leagues. But let's talk about this. What did you guys think of the, the playoff format this year? Should the MLB keep that playoff format or should they stick with what they have been doing where it's only 10 teams in instead of the, of total fourteen. I know. I think. I know. I think Noah. I think Noah's. I think. I think it's you, Noah, or it's one, it's one of our friends who loves the one game wild card. I can't remember. I love it. Yeah, that was you. I love it. Yeah, I know. I know Noah loves the one game wild card. Just being talking of him off off this podcast. What do you guys think about if they should keep this format or not? I think. I think the format was was good this year, but honestly, it could be either or for me. I would prefer. 14 teams in the playoffs just because it's more baseball and more of a chance that the Phillies could get in. But, I, yeah, that's that's just what I would prefer. Um, I think it was good for this year being with a loss of revenue. Uh, playoffs are big money. Um, and this year was the year to mess around with pretty much anything and everything just to see what works, what doesn't, because it was a weird season. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of it overall. Like, no, I like that one game wild card. Um, I don't know. I think this year, next year, like they're doing it, um, perfect time to play around with it. And if it seems to be a popular option, then stick with it. If not, just go back to the 10 teams like before. Oh, what are your thoughts? Bring back the one game wild card. Yeah, I mean, that's all I gotta I, say. <laughs> I think if they can somehow keep the one game wild card and have the fourteen team format, I think I would like that. Uh, I think we're gonna multiple one game wild cards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they do multiple one game wild card, I think that'd be awesome. I think people like the fact that if there's multiple, if there is multi more teams, that means more baseball. I mean, whatever, it is, more football, more basketball, whatever. So I think, and they did the multiple one one game wild card. Um, more money, better, more TV ratings. It's going to be, I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to ex- expand it. It all just matters that if they're going to do the one game playoff, because a lot of people say baseball should not come down to one game. That's the flip side of the argument for the one game uh, playoff. No, it, it should come down to one game because that's when you have to play your absolute best. Well, no, no, I agree. No room for mistakes. I, no, I agree. I agree with you 100%. No, I'm just saying. The flip side of why people would disagree is because they say, "Oh, we play a marathon; it should come down to one game." But I, I hundred percent agree with you. That's yeah, a, uh, what was it? Twenty fourteen when um, I believe it was the Athletics and was it the Royals or the Angels where we had that insane comeback in the late innings? Mm-hmm. Like with a three game series, you don't get that excitement because yeah. you have to go out the the next night and play another game. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's exhibit A of why the one game wild card is just it's just so good because when like you said, no. When you have one game, then you have to lay it all out there. Yeah, look at it this way. Last year, Nationals, 
one game wild card. They win it. If it's a series, who knows if they even go on, win another game in that series. The Brewers win. We get Astros as repeat champions. Yeah. If one game format, it all came down to that eighth inning. Like, you don't get that excitement with a series uh, unless yeah, it goes seven right. games. Then it does come down to that one game. But the one game wild card was the best thing for baseball in the postseason. I agree, hundred percent. That's another right. reason why football. It was and that's because football's only sixteen weeks. So that one game, it's that deciding factor. So I, I, I definitely, hundred percent agree. Yeah, you gotta play your best. No yeah. mistakes. Could you, could you imagine if the Super Bowl was like a best of seven series? Oh my god, that'd be <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Like you can't start the same quarterback. You have to have like four different quarterbacks. You have to have five no, quarterbacks. <laughs> Play it seven days in a row. Like, who's going to want to watch seven days? Well, maybe people will watch people seven days would. worth of four of. I would. But by game four, if it's like three nothing, and you know that everybody's tired, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Might as well put the the bench guys in the practice squad. Honestly, put Trace McSorley out there. <laughs> oh my gosh, the famous guy. But uh, anyway, I do want to bring up the Hall of Fame ballot for next year. Okay. So next year will be Schilling and Clemens and Bonds' ninth year on the ballot along with Sosa. Any chance that one of those four guys get in next year? You see, no. it's an interesting case. Um, Bonds' voting has gone up every single year he's on the ballot. He got yeah. really close last year. Um, Schilling, he's been kind of held out for his political beliefs, but... He was a he was a great pitcher, he was a great pitcher in his day, um, but honestly, I, I don't I can't see any of them getting inducted in at the end of the day. What's what's Bonds' percentage at now? I know it's going up. What is he at? Sixty point seven. Sixty point. He needs what seventy five, right? Yeah, seventy five, yep. and you only get ten chances. I, I don't think this it's is a ninth out of ten chance. Maybe next year he'll get it, but. Yeah, I don't know if they'll put him in. I'm going to be a rumor. Earlier, 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 there's a little rumor going around that Bleacher Pilot, other source was saying that the uh, the Giants would sign him for a one-year contract, have him play, because what, what that does, it, it then reinstates his additional 10 years that he can get in. So if the Giants said that, that would be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Bonds will get in, though. I think Bonds will eventually... Get in because you do have people out there like someone this call thinks he's one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best. Players. He's one of the Let's best. Let's get into that. He's one of the, he's one of the greatest <laughs> hitters of all time. Have, of all time. So let's take it at this: Is Barry Bonds the greatest hitter of all time? One of them. We'll yes. Start, top three. We'll, we'll start with Newman because we already don't know his answer. Kyle, your thoughts? Um, I think pre-steroid Barry Bonds was one of the best all-around offensive players of all time. However, again, pre-steroid means while taking steroids. Like, there was a time where he wasn't, and then he was. So, for me, I think it kind of taints the whole thing. Um, obviously, you've got to have talent to hit as many home runs as he did. I just think he did it dishonestly, and that kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth for him. Hmm, hmm. Um, I, I could definitely see where you uh, get that from, but I my biggest point right now and why I believe he's the one of the best hitters of all time, 75% of the league was on steroids at the time when Barry Bonds was playing. 
he was better than everybody beforehand, just not as many home runs. He still had the average, the hits, he had everything. Then when he started taking them and being way better than everybody else, that's when we saw the records getting broken. And that record will stand for the longest of time. I don't know if anybody else is going to break it. I thought Pujols was going to break it. He yeah. slowed down hard. He really did. I think Aaron could have broke it if he had a couple more years in him. Because he's at, what, 697 now? Right? Yeah. I would have... I w- if I was a Rod, I wouldn't have retired until I got at least seven hundred. Like, why would you stop at six ninety six? Yeah, they released him, but he signed with the Marlins for like five days. Yeah, but he also took steroids too. Yes, but he's yeah. but like like Barry Bonds. He's still one of the greatest players ever. Still one of the best of all time because he was so much better than everybody else at the time who was doing even it. Before, even free steroids, Bonds and a Rod were still. Oh yeah, amazing. I, I think the greatest of all time is Pete Rose personally. Um, but again, Bonds is one of those Bonds, Rose, and Agron are one of those guys that I think can hit in any era and still be as great as they were, even back in the dead ball era. Here's here's my take on the steroid era and the Hall of Fame. You you just can't act like it didn't happen. Like, oh um, right, of course it did happen. There was a point where it did happen, but like. And it was also the time where baseball was at its most exciting because of that. Exactly. Like, are you just going to act like those players never played? We wouldn't have got the home run race. Right. We wouldn't have got the one of the best 30. Is it a, it's a 30 for 30, right? It definitely Long ball is. summer. Long ball summer. Yeah, we would not have gotten one of the best 30 for 30s of all time if that didn't happen. Stadiums were filling out weeks in advance because Mark, Mark McGuire was coming to town or Sammy Sosa was coming to town. And what did these guys do that people love? They hit the home runs, right? They hit long home runs. Not just and home runs. They killed runs. the ball. And that is part of the reason why the Major League Baseball, Newman, I know you don't like it, but that's one of the reasons why they're going to bring back the universal DH because people love offense. They want to see the dingers. They want to see the home run. The ladies sure, love the long ball. What's yeah. that? The, lady, the, the ladies ball. love the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks right. dig people the long ball. Want, people want to see the long ball. But let, look at it this way. Pre-Sammy Sosa, if you go to Wrigley Field, there were no seats out on the buildings in, in left field. Yeah. Sammy Sosa right. comes to town. People are putting lawn chairs up there before they actually built the bleachers. Sammy Sosa comes to town, and then it, people are getting more seats. Like People were catching home runs out there. And if you look at if you look at if you look at the MLB's viewership and ratings by year, you saw in 1998. That's when the home run race happened. Every game McGuire and Sosa played in, it was at least 20 million viewers per game in the regular season. Yeah, look at the ticket revenues from when they were both playing against each other. Like, look at games from Wrigley when the Athletics were in town, or it was the Cardinals at that time for McGuire, right? Right. Yeah. Cardinals. Look at when the Cardinals and Cubs play each other in Wrigley and then in St. Louis. It, the numbers phenomenal. Even why do you think so many people bought kayaks out in San Francisco during Barry Bonds' career? McCovey Cove. Exactly. Even in Pittsburgh. Because when he came to town, people were out on the river waiting for a ball to get as a souvenir. It's waterlogged. Who cares? It was hit by Barry Bonds. Yeah, and Steroid era for what baseball went through four or five years before the home run race with the ninety four ninety five strike. 
it's, uh, the home run home run race was the best thing to happen to baseball. Brought it back, uh, pretty much saved the game um, because of what had happened. Then when it came out, I think it just put baseball right back in that spot where they were, um, where the fans weren't happy with the league for a for a while. And then as the new the new kids came around, as they would say, started yeah. coming back and coming back. Speaking of uh, Barry Bonds, I just saw this on Instagram scrolling through. Today was remember the, the today was a uh, 2002 World Series where Bonds hit that that ball at center landing against the Diamondbacks. I don't know if you guys you guys, you guys remember talking about that. Oh ball. yeah, mm-hmm. that ball was absolutely hammered. The ball sure. said that they never they don't know if it landed yet. Uh, no, it's probably flying over my house right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I was I was scrolling through that. That happened 18 years ago today. That ball might be a satellite by now, by now, by how high and how far he hit that. Yeah, he crushed that. He crushed that. One more thing. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of interesting names on the ballot next year for the first year on the ballot. We do. Out of these yes, four, do. who do you think has the best chance to make it? Mark Bueller? Mark Burley, you mean? Bur- Burley, yeah. Not Bueller. <laughs> wow. Uh, Burley. Tory Hunter. Shane Victorino. Or Grady Sizemore. I think those are four. Those are four of the most interesting names I, f- I see on this list right now. I think Tory Hunter has the best chance out of those four, but Mark Burley's perfect game puts him up there. But I would take Tory out of those four. Okay, I don't think any of your first ballot, but I I I agree with Jason. I definitely think one. I think Tory Hunter and. Mark uh, Burley are going to be in. I'm not sure about Shane Victorino. I forget the name you said. Grady um, Sizemore. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if they're both going to get in. Also, Kyle Newman, your boy's on the ballot next year. Who's that? Aaron Harang. Aaron Harang. Aaron Harang. So is Dan Ugla. Aaron Harang's a big dude in person. There are a lot of interesting names on the ballot for next year. CJ CJ Wilson's on the ballot. C.J. Wilson, Skip Schumacher is on the ballot. The associate manager of the Padres, Skip Schumacher. Nick Swisher. A.J. Burnett. I don't even know if he's going to get in. He's not getting in. No I don't think he's get in. But Hunter probably should get in, but I don't think he does. Not not first ballot. Maybe like fourth or fifth. Uh, I, don't know. Even that, I don't think he gets in at all. He's just... He, he, yeah. was, he was decent in his career. Like He does have... Some of yeah. hardware to his Football name. Gloves, 300, 400 home runs. I don't know. I just think he got really overlooked by a lot of players, especially that he was at the end of the steroid era. And uh, next year, it's uh, what's his face? It's next year, it's Jimmy Rollins is going to be is eligible for the Hall of Fame. I think Jimmy Rollins gets in with this class. Oh, no, yeah. You know, you know what? Rollins is going to do what Jeter did not and get it unanimously. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Rollins is a better shortstop than Derek Jeter. Let's get into this. I will debate that till the day I die. That Jimmy Rollins is a better shortstop than Derek Jeter. Yeah, in some ways, yes. Other ways, no. Um, but the way I look at it, the biggest thing I have is that if you put Jimmy Rollins on the Yankees and put Derek Jeter on the Phillies, Rollins is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Seven out of seven duties of the week. It's the name of the Yankees in this period that they went through when Jeter was on the team, all the World Series that they won when he was there. If you put Rollins on that team, 
with the World Series, no. all the ba- plays and everything, Rollins is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Jeter's not. Basically, if you do anything memorable with the Yankees, you'll be remembered forever in baseball oh, yeah. lore. Um, Jimmy Rollins has the one thing Derek Jeter doesn't. That's an MVP, an MVP. trophy. Yeah, and you know what, Jeter? Ugh, all right. Jimmy Rollins no, has here, a ring. Here comes the he bias. Let's hear the Yankees bias. bias. Oh, all right, so let's, let, me, let me just say this, okay? Okay, but, yeah, go ahead. The man's got five World Series. The man's got five gold gloves. The man's got the World Series MVP. Let's go with that. The man has a five-time silver slugger. Oh, by the way, and he has a better average than Jimmy Rollins, and it's not even close. Oh, no, I know I know it's not close, but look, I'm just saying, if you were to put Jimmy, if you were to put Jimmy Rollins on the Yankees, what did, what did they play? Like, Jimmy Rollins played, what, two year, one year longer than Jeter, two years, if that? Jimmy Rollins played 15 seasons and Jeter played 20. Yeah, okay, Jimmy, so, Jimmy and Rollins. And Jeter retired, what, how many years before? He retired, he retired 14. 14. Jimmy Rollins retired 16. I'm sorry. Okay. Rollins played 17 years. Jeter's played 20. Yeah, my Jimmy, bad. So, Jimmy Rollins started, say, he started his career in 2000. He retired in 2016. Yeah, so let's just say during that time, flip, flip the roles, basically. Jeter goes to the the Phillies and Rollins goes to the Yankees. If they ex- accomplish the exact same stats they have right now, but Rollins has five ringers, five fing- rings on his fingers, Rollins is first ballot. Jeter maybe yeah, first but, ballot. But you don't know if Rollins is going to be would help them win five championships. Jeter no, is one of the most clutch players ever to touch the planet Earth. Yeah, he is. But Rollins Rollins had the defensive plays. So did Jeter. Jeter had the, the jump throw. Okay, it's okay, one play. Right. I will I will say he did not need to be there for the flip. Giambi would have no. Giambi would have been out. That ball would have got there. Look, he slowed it up by grabbing it over here and throwing it around his body. He you're slowed lucky, that ball up. You're lucky you only have four minutes left. Okay, you're lucky you only have four minutes on this pot. No, that ball was going to get there. Giambi was out. No, I can ex- I can extend it. Let me tell you something. No matter what, this man is wrong. He's a he's biased. He's a Rockies fan. He, he he calls himself a Yankee fan too, but really he just doesn't like the Yankees. Okay, he's just a Rocky fan. No, I do enjoy watching Yankees baseball. I just I feel that if I yeah, so let's flip it exactly. So Rollins has the exact same stats he has now, and Jeter has the exact same stats he has now. Yeah. But Jeter gets one ring, and Rollins gets five. Nothing changes. Nobody nobody other stats change except Rollins has five rings. Jeter has one. Do you consider Rollins first ballot? Yes, he's the first. Jimmy Rollins is the first, first ballot no matter what. No, no, I'm hmm. just saying. They're, they're, if Rollins, they, they should ballot. both be first ballot. They both will be first ballots. I don't, I do not see Jimmy Rollins not getting in. I think, no, I think, also, Jimmy, listen, also, I think Jimmy Rollins is going to get in first ballot. Um, if he doesn't, it's a sham. But Jimmy it, Rollins has nothing on you defensively, maybe, and speed. Jeter was a better hitter, the better teammate. He was more clutch. M. VP. Let me. T- he had, Jeter has one. We'll Jimmy this. Jimmy Rollins has. Uh, he has a twenty 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 season. Um, and then let's, I want to compare two thousand six seasons too. Jimmy Rollins hit twenty five home runs, eighty three RBIs. He did not make the All Star game. Jeter hit fourteen home runs, ninety seven RBIs. He made the All Star game. It's, it's a sham. The Yankees. The Yankees name carries a lot of weight. It's it was fan voting back in that day. Like I know, like, but like still, that's like I think it fan was probably all the people from New York. Oh, yeah. Derek Jeter's on the ballot. Vote him in. 
Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Rollins should get in. But it just look. I just dropped the stats on you. Jeter has better numbers. Well, I can just, I can argue all the numbers all day, and I'm still in the argument. The in 2006, he, Jimmy Rollins was robbed of an All Star game. Who was the shortstop that made the roster in 2006 for the All Stars from the NL? You would have to think it's No More Garcia Parra. That's what that would be my guess. Was he in the AL at that time? No, he was on LA. For call, if I had to guess. I'm gonna have to check myself. Two on the league at that point. Uh, mine had come up in 07, so my guess would have been for call then. Still, that is a shame that Rollins did not get in. And you have to think, that is the time where voting occurred in the stadium. I I can't pronounce his last name. But Jimmy Rollins, the shortstops were Jose Reyes, David. Okay, okay, Jose Jose Reyes was still good at that time. And then Edgar, I can't pronounce his last name, R-E-N-T-E-R-I-A. Edgar Renteria? Edgar Renteria. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, and the starting shortstops in the AL were Jeter, Miguel Tejada, and Michael Young. Okay. I mean, I will say at that time, do you guys, uh, you guys, uh, were you guys old enough to go to the like the games and remember how the All Star voting worked back then? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. How you had to get like the sheet and like punch out the holes for who you wanted to vote in and then drop the ballot in. Yep. I love that format. Uh, I absolutely loved going back. to just random games all the time and picking out like five ballots and just. I go to minor league games, just get one of those pals and fill it out for fun. I want to oh, yeah. They got every time, like get, four or five times a year. They got to bring that back in the they, major they leagues. Like they, you should be able to do both online. I know, like it's easier for people. It, like they don't have the hassle, but nothing beats the IRL voting, just poking out holes. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah, so uh, let's just say that that happened. Or even back then, like, we would have to look at the populations to see how many people from New York just voted for Jeter because they knew his name. The fi- they actually yeah. looked at the stats from the first half of the season that year. They would realize that Rollins was a better option. The Phillies, the Phillies were so disrespected in All-Star games back then. Oh, my like, God, it was unreal. Ryan Howard, Ryan Howard should have been in every year, but the fact that he had Albert Pools in front of him every year... Mm-hmm. Is also a factor. Was a cardinal. I think. I think the only one who didn't get robbed all the time was Utley. Because oh. who was the second baseman in the league at that time? Um, I know Utley was one of the top, like from 06. It was. To, uh, it was Dan Ogla. Dan. Oh my God! Of course it was. He was. He was on the Marlins. Yeah, I remember Dan Ogla was a Marlin. But yeah, it would be. It's going to be a shame. I I think oh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's a. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, should be, but I don't think he does get in. He's a depends who who's the Just, class that he's in with. Well, he re, he he retired. He retired in twenty eighteen. Yeah, so he's uh, he's got a couple more years four to go. Years from now. So twenty twenty. Listen, I mean, the guy he had, had two hundred fifty nine home runs, spent two seventy five. On base is 358. Is he going to get in? Probably not first ballot. Uh, he'll probably get in maybe second or third. He's going to – that whole group will probably get in. Is that um, – not the whole group. J, Ro, Jimmy Rollins will get in. First Jimmy ballot. In. Ryan Howard will probably not get in. Shane uh, Victorino will probably not get in. Carlos Ruiz? Carlos uh, Ruiz no. probably not get in. Um, he's a Phillies wall of famer, though, at best. Yeah. Oh, um, 
all those guys are all Phillies Hall of Famers. They're just not actual, and they're not MLB Hall of Famers. Right. Um, I think, I think for, I think Jimmy Rollins is definitely going to get in. I think Utley will be like second or third ballot, but I think for Howard, honestly, the class would have to be really bad for him to get. He in. might have to wait till like six or seven, mm-hmm. depending on who he's with. That's right. I mean, I mean, who- next next first baseman, I think who goes first ballot is probably Big Poppy. For sure, and he might he might go unanimous. I don't know. It might be a hot take that he might go unanimous, but no, he's not going unanimous. I don't think so because he's Mike, all- you're going to vote no for him. No, no you're going to be an analyst at that time, and you're going to be the no. one Yankees fan <laughs> who votes no for him. He's also connected to steroids. People have always assumed that he was on steroids. Assumed, too. never proven, never proven. Listen, he will not get unanimous. I think the only, I think the only next player to get unanimous will be Mike Trout. Will be the next player to get. We're going to wait that Ichiro. long for somebody else to oh, get Ichiro. unanimous. Ichiro, Ichiro, Ichiro will be unanimous. Ichiro or Pujols. Player gets unanimous. Ah, Pujols, Pujols will be unanimous. To steroids too. Pujols won't. Again, not Pujols proof. is borderline. Yeah, Pujols is borderline. That we're having this oh, conversation. Pujols, Pujols will. He was got six hundred seventy-five home runs. How no, he was no, not not borderline Hall of Fame. Borderline steroid proven. Oh, yeah, I was okay, about I was about to say Pujols hits six hundred home runs and has three thousand hits. Yeah, he oh, he's first ballot automatically. But the problem is, the fact that we're even having this conversation about who's unanimous, the guys, this should have been said way back in the day. Roof should have been unanimous. Koufax should have been unanimous. Whitey Ford should have been unanimous. You know, Griffey Jr. should have been Griffey, unanimous. Griffey Jr. should have been unanimous. All these guys. Mario Rivera should not have been unanimous. <laughs> I get it. He was it's, a good closer. Do I think he was the best closer of all time? No. You don't think he was the greatest closer of all time? No. Who do you think is the greatest closer of all time? He's just saying this. He's just saying that. He, he's just, you have he's, to be. He's up there. He's you up have there. to be you just saying this. Back, you have to be you just have saying to go this. Back, like, no, he's, he's just saying this. There's no way you have to Do not this. tell me that Lee Smith is the greatest closer of all time. Stop. Yeah, more, more men have. No. Jason, Kyle, do not fall in this trap. He's just saying this. Just to get under my skin. He actually, <laughs> no, I will say, Mariano Vera was the best closer of all time. I just don't think he should have been unanimous. I, I don't what? see it. Why? Is it? Pride. Okay, all right. I, I want to hear Kyle's point, and then I have to make a point real quick. Go ahead, Kyle. More men walked on the surface of the moon than scored off Mo Rivera in the postseason. Uh, that's, uh, that's and then my response... My response to that is that Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than drop passes in his, his career, and he's not going to be unanimous. He's, I think, that doesn't matter in the NFL. Having more tackles than drop passes in his whole career? As a wide just, receiver, too, who's played, what, 17, 18 years now? And he's still, yeah, at, the, he's still at the top of his game. The Hall of Fame. It's just either you're in or you're not in. That's what it is in the NFL. There's no voting percentage thingy to bobber. If so, he should be. If if they did have a procedure like that, he'd be all. If, he would be. I, 100% like for sure would be. I think if they had a procedure like that, then they would probably waive the waiting period for Brady. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald would definitely be unanimous to me. See, I, I, unanimous... Griffey should have been the first one unanimous. That's no, what I would say. Okay, okay. But in recent days, they recent should have... Yes, Griffey yeah, should have been, should have been honored. Yes, Griffey. Maybe. What, what did Mike Piazza finish with? Did he finish with 90 at least two? No. Because I know 
He took three or four years to get in. Yeah, yeah. it took him a little uh, bit. Yeah, Mana era. He players should have gotten unanimous. Piazzi? Ripken, Jeter, Mariano. Those four. <laughs> what was that, Noah? That's not that that his dogs. Those four guys probably should have got in unanimous. I'm sure I'm missing somebody else. And, and Trout and each year. Those six are yeah. guys I think in my era should be unanimous. 100%. Piazza? Of course, you name half the people you name are Yankees. <laughs> Piazza got fourth ballot with 82% of the vote. Okay. Yeah. That's well, pretty low for him. That was low for him at the time, like being the – he was the future of New York. Oh, hold on. I mean, listen, Piazza was a great – he was a great Met. He was a great player. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's – any Hall of Fame, it's hard to get into. The fact that we're having this conversation, I think all four of us probably agree that that will be Hall of Fame is probably the hardest one to get into. No doubt. I, I would say. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. But they're all hard to get into. They're all hard to get into. But I would say MLB is probably the hardest to get in. Easiest is the Basketball Hall of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame, you win a ring, you're in. Basically, yeah. yeah. All you need to do is win the fi- win a Finals MVP, basically. And your team's in, basically, so you're in, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know who's in? Stockton. Stockton is in the Hall of Fame. You're right. Yeah. Player. Stockton was probably a top five player. He was not a top five player. I mean, um, I will Shaq was the most dominant player of all time. I don't care. That's true, but he wasn't, to me, he's not the greatest so Jason, What's up? Wasn't it supposed to be, a, like, a baseball... Uh, I'll bring it back to baseball. Okay. What else do we want to touch is. on with baseball? So next year is Billy Wagner's sixth year on the ballot. You think he gets in next year? Based off of who's on the ballot now, he could. I mean, right now, the malt, there's some big names on there, but like Scott Rollins on the ballot, Omar Vizquel's on the ballot, Sheffield, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez. How long? Eight years now? This eight years now for Scott? Rolling? Scott, Scott Rollins is the fourth. Four. Four. Yeah. Um, Jeff Kent's is the eighth. Gary, she- Gary Sheffield's got Jer- Gary Sheffield's on seven. Sheffield's on seven with thirty percent. I think maybe he might be tenth ballot. Todd Helton, I'm surprised he's not voted in yet. Well, that's just because of the class this year was going to be tough. And the fact that he played in Colorado, I guess. Yeah, people love to hate on Colorado for the. That's the only reason that Arenado didn't win the MVP in 2018. And that it took Larry Walker 10 tries to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I love to watch Larry Walker. Oh my God, that guy could hit a baseball. However, Bob, Bobby Abreu is still there. Rockies teams could have been so much better if they just gotten better pitching. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, I know. Those teams in the 2000s, they just needed pitching. Yeah. I mean, that was our big concern in the 07 World Series when we got swept. We didn't have pitching. And who was on the Red Sox at the time? Schilling? Who, who else were the starters there at the time? Was Pedro on that team? Or? I no, so. Pe- Pedro was on the Mets at that time. Uh, was he? I know yeah. Pedro was there in 04, right? When yes. they uh, reverse yeah. swept the Yankees. Yeah, that was his last year yeah, with the Red there. Sox. Yeah, I, I remember Pedro there. Bro, Pedro was so filthy in his prime. Oh my god! Have you guys ever watched? Uh, it's I know. Um, there's a ESPN special about Pedro and like that playoffs, like that series or not that series. 
but um, I have to find it again. It's a great uh, like uh, episode. I'll try to pull it up for you guys. But it's about Pedro and like pitching in that series and how like he said he wasn't losing that game when he came in. Definitely not. No. Pedro might be a top ten pitcher of all time too. I think he yeah. is. For me, he is. Absolutely. It's a shame the Phillies got him at like the last year of his career. The, the yeah. Phillies always seem to get pitchers at the last point of their career, like when before they come bad. They always like, get they always get people at the tail end. Papelbon was Bro, a I, sham when he I went I was to so excited when we got Papelbon. He was he was so good on the Red Sox and then just He he crapped the bed on the Phillies. Oh wait, yeah, in two thousand seven, didn't the Red Sox have Dice K Matsuzaka too? Oh yeah, they did. I remember. Dice K and Wakefield. Oh the knuckleballer. Yeah. Like, Tim Wakefield probably had the filthiest knuckleball of all time. Him oh, and yeah. Necro. Definitely him and Necro. Him and R.A. Dickey's knuckleball was good, too. R.A. Dickey's moved a lot. Bro, that, R- I think that was R.A. Dickey's biggest problem was it moved too much. R.A. Dickey... And he threw it like 80 miles an hour. R.A. Yeah. R.A. Dickey revived his career by learning the knuckleball. Like he, oh, yeah. He was 30, For like two years. He was like 36 then, when he won the Cy Young Award. That is unreal. <laughs> Just because he learned the knuckleball. He, he's got to be the oldest, like, age player to win a Cy Young, right? 36. Or wait, didn't Nolan Ryan win it when he was like... Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young award. He didn't? He never no. won one? That's impossible. He that never is won a sh- no, he, he's never won one. That is a shame. He's pitched seven career no-hitters, holds the record for strikeouts, but he never won a Cy Young award. If we want to talk about, like... I don't know if I would put him at number one for most dominant pitcher of all time. Because, like, seven career no-hitters with how fast he threw. And back then when there was, like, no, like, pitch limit, as they would call it nowadays. Like, he would just throw 130 pitches, then pitch four days later like it was nothing. Right. I saw a thing. Nolan Ryan once threw 18 innings in a game, got no decision, and left with almost 300 pitches. Yeah. Like, how could your arm survive that? I, I, I would be I down can't. after, like, 70 pitches. I would be on, like, like five months rest after that. Oh, yeah. At least. I, I was done at, like, 70 pitches when I was, like, 14 throwing. That, that was my limit. Yo, I'm going to say this. Do you guys remember how filthy Jake Peavy was on the Padres? Oh, oh my God. Like, the first three years of his career, Jake Peavy was nasty. I'm reading these Cy Young winners, Jake Peavy, Brandon Webb. Yeah, Jake Peavy won, uh, what was it, like 2007? 2007, yeah. And then Tim Lincecum won the next two. Yep. Lincecum also was a filthy pitcher at that time. Nobody was able to figure him out because of how far back he came with the ball. Like, he almost touched the mound every time he threw. Bro, his wind-up caught everywhere. His windup cost him so many years of his career, though. Oh yeah, because he yeah. threw like with so much force, like in the windup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. PV won a Cy Young. I, uh, there are some definitely weird Cy Young winners on there. There are some weird ones. Eric Gagne, two thousand three. Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne before he became a closer. Bro, he was a closer. He won. He had fifty five saves that year with a one point two zero ERA. That's uh, that's unreal. Two to three record though, bro. He struck out one hundred thirty-seven batters too, 
as a closer. You want to talk about nasty? His his pitch mix net that year had to be filthy too. I'm pretty sure he had like a 12-6, a sinker, a curveball that was like 70 miles an hour, a four seam, and I think a cutter or a slider. It was, it was his. He had a five, nasty five pitch mix. He was one of those guys where when you played with him on like 2K, just and has the controller where each direction is a uh, pitch. Pitch, yeah. Just the whole circle was just so satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Bro, I'm going to say a name, and I hope you guys know who I'm talking about. Greatest baseball player ever is John Dowd. Oh, my God. MVP Baseball 2005. MVP Baseball 2005 is the greatest baseball video game of all time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Backyard Baseball. Pablo Pablo Sanchez. Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez. David Ortiz. Mm -hmm. Ernie Steele. (laughs) Ernie Steele. Oh, there were some Paul, great names in Paul that Del game. Vecchio. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Um, Petey Williams was it? I'm I'm looking some up. Pee-wee, no, uh, something. Uh, I forget his name. They they were, they were there were definitely some wacky names in that game. Oh yeah, there were. Keisha Phillips. <laughs> um. I remember I used to build a team of just all the MLB stars and Pablo Sanchez, stick them on the mound, and that would be the team. That's right. I don't think Barry Zito gets into the Hall of Fame, though. First year ballot, next year, no chance he gets in. No, he, when he was thrown that big contract by the Giants, it was, that was it. That was, yeah, and then he never made anything of it. Mark Mulder and um, Tim Hudson. Mark Mulder. You would be the most underrated pitching trio of all time. Before they got their big contracts. Yeah. And then, you know, just cashed in. Kind of like Chris Davis. Mulder kind of just felt, he just kind of fell apart. But one, one what could have been in baseball that I always wonder about is Mark Pryor, if he stayed healthy. Oh, my God. Mark Pryor. So good on the That was so good in his prime. Another one we just mentioned earlier, Brady Sizemore, or could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fell off the face of the earth for five years and shows back up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Then he ends up on the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was an Indian, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was. was Cleveland. Yeah. You know who I... The, uh, Maglio Ordonez. Yo. Yes. That was... That was a name I remember. That Tigers team in 2006. The Tigers team that should have won that didn't. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the 2012 Tigers should have won with that rotation. And Prince Fielder and Miguel Cabrera. Fielder. And Victor Martinez. Yeah. Oh, Mickey's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Sure. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's unanimous. Nah. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say he's unanimous. No, because he doesn't have a ring. That's the only downside I got about him. Prince Fielder should have been a Hall of Famer. Should have. If he yeah. didn't get hurt. Him, I feel I feel so bad for how his career ended. Mm-hmm. He went to the Roids, though, wasn't he? No, he wasn't on no, steroids. Like, no, right? He was just, no, that, he was just He was just that big. Yeah. But, man, when he hit a ball, it flew. Bro, the bat... dad were just unbelievable. Bro, the bat- Prince Fielder was also the uh, first player in MLB history to not have the tuck-in jersey unwritten rule apply to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro, you tuck in your jersey. 
bro, when youngest he, player ever to hit 50 home runs in a season at age like 27. When when he swung, 25. when he swung, the bat was like a toothpick to him. It looked like a oh, toothpick. Yeah, it flew off his shoulders and just force. Mm-hmm. I wish we had Statcast era when Fielder was. Ooh, his man. his exit velocity. Oh my god. Could have been. Boy, yeah. yeah. I I, I had when when uh sorry to cut you off there. No, you're um, good. You're good. Prince Fielder retired. He had the same exact number of home runs as his dad. That's right. Wow, that's pretty cool. I had uh, I had a Prince Fielder Milwaukee Brewers jersey when I was younger. Actually, the jerseys I had were that Cubs Derek Lee. Oh um, my God. And uh, and Roy Halladay. Yeah. Phillies or Jays? Mm-hmm. No, uh, Phillies. Phillies. Gotcha. I had a Mike Lieberthal jersey. Yo. <laughs> that's, that's a gem. That might show age, but that man. Very underrated. Very underrated catcher. Very underrated, yeah. Another underrated Philly. Again, yeah. we, we mentioned him. Scott Rowland. People Scott Rowland. I didn't realize how unbelievably good he was. Yeah. It, I saw a thing that said the only three third basemen in history with seven gold gloves and seven all-star games are Mike Schmidt, Brooks Robinson, and Scott Rowland. Mm-hmm. And he's on fourth bat, uh, fourth year for the ballot. It's just a sh- he should be getting a lot more votes than he is. It's yeah. just it's just a shame the way Scott Rowland left the Phillies. He just he just didn't want to be here. He just didn't want to be here. But I don't blame him at that time because the Phillies weren't that good. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorites, even though he was a Red Sox, was Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon. I, I had a Trot Nixon jersey, too. Man, I love that thing. I thought he had the coolest first name ever when I was... Mm-hmm. Trot Nixon. Little. What about uh, Kevin Millar when he was on the Red Sox? <laughs> Five. Man. From Intentional hey, Talk. Intentional Talk is the best baseball show on television right now. Him and Chris Russo. and I love High Heat with Chris Russo. Oh, man. One like, show that you guys, guys got to check out. It's on, it's on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, it's called The Brady Bunch. Not The Brady Bunch. Uh, baseball Bunches. Sorry, baseball. I don't know why the heck I just said it. Baseball Bunches. Check that out on Netflix. It's a, it's a old show. The Brady show. Bunch is not a show about baseball, guys. I thought, I thought you were... It did have baseball players on it, though. It did have baseball players on it. That's why we compared myself to baseball bunches. Check that out. I That's thought you were about to say the Brady Bunch. Like, I was about to say, Kyle, I've seen no, the Brady Bunch. No, no, but I, I do every time. Check out Baseball Bunches. It's a great show. It's like... um. I forget some players on, but some of they they had like actual players back in the sixties and seventies and eighties, who where they would teach like little kids how to play baseball. Like that. I forget some of the guys who were on it, but like Mike Schmidt was on it. I think at one time, it was, it's a check it out. Baseball bunches. You'll definitely like it. I believe it's on Netflix. Hmm. It do, it does sound good. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to run past you guys a few. Like, I would call it fluke or potential. Fluke or potential. Okay, let's hear it. Fluke or potential. First one. Let's see. Luke Voigt, uh, home run leader. Fluke or potential? Potential. Potential? I would say potential. Yeah. I would say potential, yeah. Nope. Jose, Jose Abreu, 60 RBIs. RBI leader. Fluke or potential? 
potential. He's going to be really potential. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's so solid. Especially with that, that team is going to be very, very solid for years to come. Oh, the the White Sox. It'll be, interesting yeah. see, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in as their next manager, though, because they just let uh, Rick Renteria go. I'll say this right now: Dodgers lose the World Series. Dave Roberts will be the new manager of the, of the Chicago White Sox. You think he's oh, coming? That's a hot you think take. he's coming across the country? If they lose the if they lose the World Series, he'll be the manager of the Chicago White Sox. Do you think you think the Dodgers would fire him, or would he leave? I he'd leave. He would leave. He would quote unquote leave. Step down. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good point. I could see that. Alright, let's see. Um, Next one here. Wins this season Zach Davies, San Diego pitcher, fluke or potential. Mm. That's about that. On the fence. I think that's yeah, a fluke. I don't, I, don't, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that. I think it's I'm a fluke unsure. for the main reason that he didn't play any team on the East Coast. They kind yeah. of stuck to the West Coast teams. That's yeah. why I think it's a fluke. That's understandable. Let's see. What else you got? I think I have two more here. Quality starts. Lance Lynn, 10 for this year. Fluke or potential? Slightly uh, fluke, I would have to say. Yeah. Slightly fluke? Uh, yeah, fluke. And then there's one more I was looking at here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Batting average we're looking at here. Donovan Solano from the Giants. 326 batting average this year. Seventh overall. Fluke or potential? Fluke. Hmm. We have to go with fluke. Fluke. Do you think differently, Noah? I mean, he played 54 games this year. He played, he only missed six games. He did go 62 for 190. Okay, all right. I can see your point. I, like, I, I, I'm on the fence about it, but let's see. In, in September alone, he was 26 for 80. So, let's just we'll make what we want with that. Twenty five in September alone. He could have been. Yeah, he might be the uh, shortstop of the Giants in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. If Brandon Crawford can't uh, get back to what he was, I think it's going to be Donovan Solano. That's another or, uh, name I could see the uh, Phillies going after. Crawford. Yeah. Mm, I don't see. I can see that. He's a, Maybe. He's a he's very high risk. He just gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. That's not what Phillies need. My laptop's about to die. Yeah, true. I agree. Um, I don't know. Gene Segura is just a journeyman. Yeah. Basically. You know who I was really happy to see have a uh, up here this year? Who? Will Myers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that. I'm so happy he just had a decent year. It made me happy. He's that guy that if he can't put together another season or two like that, you might find him out of baseball soon. He just hasn't put it up to the hype. He's really hanging. I remember, I remember when he was a hyped-up prospect. Yeah. 
what was that, like 2012, 2013? 2012, 2013. Somewhere yeah. in that area, yeah. James Shields. James Shields. Big game, James. Another classic. Do we think that Justin Verlander having Tommy John surgery will likely shorten his career by one or two years? He's already like 37. Um, I mean, at this point, I think he's built up a decent enough re- resume to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's going to be the Hall look of at his career. So, I just don't want him to get to the point where he's trying too hard that it starts to negatively affect him. Yeah, like, health-wise, like, in the long term. Mm-hmm. I think if he goes one more year and has a decent year, then he should just call it then. Yeah. Good way to go out. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're... When you're a pitcher and you're, like, at that level for so long, then your arm's only going to hold up for so many years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not. it wouldn't be not normal for him to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I, I still feel so bad for how Prince Fielder had to exit baseball. Mm-hmm. That interview, watching it still just... Oh, yeah. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Do we want to touch on anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think we hit on uh, mostly everything. We hit on a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we definitely uh, made it clear that Rollins is better than Jeter. I can tell you that. Definitely. <laughs> like, you're, you're wrong. No, you have, there's no <laughs> arguments that you have. The only argument you have is if you flip-flop, which is not a le- The other not- one I have is that he won an MVP. Jeter has a World Series MVP and five rings. If you ask Jimmy Rollins, he said, yeah, you said, would you have five rings or MVP? He's going to say, I'd rather have five rings. And that's the yeah, exact but- reason why I bring up that if Rollins was a Yankee, he'd be better. But you don't know if Rollins would be You like- just said it yourself, that not, he would not, rather five rings. So flip, the, flip them, he gets five rings, Jeter gets the MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer Rollins. Not every, not, not every team has unlimited money and the best media oh, capital in the world like the New York Yankees. Stop. The Phillies could have spent all the money in the world they wanted to either. They have, they have a cheap they have a cheap owner. Who hey, Kyle, how's your payroll going right now? Yankees payroll? Yeah. He's one of the most major in baseball. You guys exactly. are paying Stanton and Judge And millions. are you guys in the World Series right now? No, not exactly. No, you're, no, you're a Rockies exactly. fan. Yeah, if we don't have the we don't have the amount of money you guys do. We just have high altitude. <laughs> we have baseballs that fly out of the stadium. We get people excited for home runs. The Yankees get people excited. That's why they're worth five billion dollars. You guys that's have that. The playoffs. The Yan- that's why they're not in the World Series. The Yankees have that short porch in right field. Yes, they have it, that it's, short porch. And guess what we guess what we've seen in baseball? We've seen what. When they go see the stadiums, they get smaller. Global life is now smaller. You know why? Because people like the home runs. Listen, you guys all know this for man man. It's all about the money, right? It's about the bench. People want to see home runs. Getting back to your point. You're okay, not, so move every team to Colorado and have them play in Coors Field. Yeah, I, I would like get more home runs. That'd be awesome to me. Yeah. Awesome. Jimmy Rollins is not Brandon Jeter. You, your all argument, right, you're wrong. Your argument is invalid because you can't just switch it. Look at the numbers. No, if you do switch it, it, it's true. If you do switch it, it is actually true. It's all about situation. It's all about being on the Yankees at that point in time. You don't know how clutch Jimmy Rollins would have been in Jeter's spot. He would have been clutch. You, how do you know? You see, baseball, baseball isn't like that. It's not like basketball or football. It's baseball. Exactly. You get everyone gets their turn. This guy off the team. 
It's not even the NBA where you say, oh, I'm going to take LeBron off and I'm not going to put KD in the same spot. Lakers are not winning the title if KD is on the Lakers. He's no, but if you take out LeBron and win John Stockton and put John Stockton there, then he's 10-0 in the finals. Stop. LeBron's not. Stockton, he doesn't, have, he doesn't even have finals on shit. Because uh, he played against Jordan. Yeah. It doesn't, LeBron he, never played against Jordan. You have Stockton at number five on your list. You know, we'll throw a basketball another time. But we'll save basketball for another episode. LeBron never played against Jordan. And that's well, yeah. why Stockton has more credibility than LeBron. Jordan reti- I'm leaving this call. He just, I, I cannot. I, uh, you lost your basketball knowledge talk card. You lost your baseball card. No, I did not lose my baseball one because you're just biased to Derek Jeter. All right. I know, I know Kyle Newman has a meeting to get to. Uh, um. But I think we should save basketball for another time. Oh, definitely save basketball in my list of why Shaq's the best and why Stockton's better. We'll have a whole other episode day. about that. We'll have a whole. Oh, this is, oh that's going to be a good one. I think Kyle and Noah should play against each other in one-on-one basketball, and then whoever wins, Oops, I, I destroyed Noah. You can ask. Him. We did a free throw contest sophomore year. He said he can make more free throws. He made two hundred seven. No. That, that's yeah. wrong because we only shot five free throws, right. first off. I made four. You made one, I think. You just said you made seven out of five. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> four out of five or seven out of ten. One out of two. Either way, Noah, you're wrong. I let it go, Jason. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and exposing Noah even more on his just himself. I'm, I will stand by the statement that if Rollins was a Yankee, he'd be first ballot Hall of Famer with the same exact percentage as Jeter. We'll, we'll leave it there. Um, Kyle I'm going to leave it there. Kyle O'Keefe, yeah. isn't there something you wanted to promote? No, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I got him rattled. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Uh, we'll definitely have to do this again. We'll, we'll definitely do another episode. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. We've been talking like for nearly two hours. Oh, good stuff. Great stuff. All right, guys. All right, we're about a hour away from first pitch, so that's perfect. Yep. Awesome. Go Dodgers. Dude. Honestly, yeah. I, I want to see them win. I want to see them win, but I think Blake Snell's got, got at least six strong. Maybe. maybe I'm, I'm saying he's going to strike out 11. Yeah, that's not In a good... six innings, he's going to strike out 11, because I know some of the lefties are going to struggle since they have not seen Blake Snell yet. That's a good guess. And who knows, Mookie Betts might struggle because with lefties, he hasn't been himself this year. But other than that, we'll see how the game goes. All right. An hour to pitch. So, thank you guys for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you guys soon. Yep. Have a good one.